Hi, and welcome to another Kirky Free Sermons podcast. We hope that our sermons help you further your understanding of the Word of God and guide you into your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether you're tuning in on podcast or radio, we're glad that you're here today. Let's jump into this week's message. You can turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 10. Lord, as the words uh, so nicely were put, uh, we do come. We don't just sing it, but we bring ourselves to You this morning. For we know who You are, the Lamb of God and our Good Shepherd. And with You we find warm reception, pardon, cleansing, life, and abundance. So we pray as we come to your word, uh, we might be filled today. We ask this by the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mark chapter 10, if you would stand with me. We're going to look at a short, short portion today from verses 13 to 16. It says there, And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me, do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. You can be seated. God has a word for us at every season. And His word for us this week happened to be what's next in line in the book of Mark, straight out of Mark 10. And if you were with us, this is where I took uh, the family and the folks who were gathered here um, on Friday for Lexi's memorial. And how fitting it was. It's just the right passage that God led us to. And it was neat, Pastor Dave, I think by the same Holy Spirit leading him, uh, really shared the same vein of thought. Jesus' love and what little children teach us about that love. So it all came together very movingly. Let me ask you, do you think it's important to know how Jesus related to children? Like if this was missing from your Bible, would, would you feel like, oh, I wonder, don't you, wouldn't you just wonder, how would Jesus have been with them? How was he to them? I'm so grateful that we have this, just, just a short little paragraph, isn't it? But I'm grateful that we have it because when, when these kids showed up one day, it taught me in Jesus' response that, I know if any young child were to die prematurely, I know from reading this what his heart is towards them. I know he receives them. And that's personal because I know that he would receive my daughter at this moment if something were to happen. Now, we already had a foretaste of Jesus' heart when he took a child, remember this back in chapter 9, and he put this little guy or little girl right in the middle of all the disciples and he said to them, 
Listen, guys, the essence of discipleship is that you would receive and welcome and serve even a little guy, a little girl like this. And he said that as he held that little one in his arms. Okay, but now we get an even fuller view of how Jesus related to children. On one particular occasion, Jesus and the disciples are out and about, and we read in verse 13, it says, and they were bringing children to him uh, that he might touch them. Now, you could start by asking, who might it have been who brought these children to him? Well, could have been parents, but could have been many others besides. Perhaps it was grandparents that brought them. Perhaps it was family friend, relative, or caretaker of some kind. Whoever it was, Mark doesn't bother to tell us his focus and where the passage seems to be leading us is whether or not this was the right thing to do. Should they have brought their kids to Jesus? Because you'll note it, it, invokes, it invokes a very strong reaction, right? And the disciples rebuked them. Okay, this is the same word than disciples... I'm sorry, when Jesus would rebuke evil spirits, right? So these guys are chiding these parents or caretakers, whoever it was, for bringing these kids to Jesus. You know, the disciples kind of see themselves as Jesus' guardians right there. They're going to watch over him, right, protect his well-being, and they kind of also saw themselves as the protectors of his time, a precious commodity. Was this because Jesus didn't care for kids? Was he not kid-friendly? One thing you have to understand is that young children were not doted over and put on pedestals as they are today. Today, people more or less run their lives around children's schedules, right? So much attention is given to children that we sometimes don't really know who's running the house anymore. So our culture has swung the other way, but... In Jesus' day, young children had they had no standing, they had no rights, they had no privileges. So just as an example of that, in Roman law, the father had an absolute right over his children. And it says, it's recorded that even until around 80, 60, so this would be during this time, a father could, legally speaking, put his child to death simply by ordering it. He had that much say over his family. Now Jews, because of the Old Testament, had a much higher view of children than the culture. But in terms of society, they were still very least considered last in importance. So the disciples, what they're doing here is just typical. It's just typical of their society, how people would normally have treated children. But what I want you to see is that's the problem. It's a problem. You remember what Jesus told Peter a few chapters back? When he got in his way and said, no, that's not going to happen to you. You're not going to die. You're not going to go to Jerusalem to die. And Jesus told Peter, you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but what? On the things of man. And when he said that, it really set forth a theme that keeps playing out in the journey as they've been on it so far. So they've been approaching ministry in man's way. 
right? They've been talking about greatness in man's way. They've been working alongside others who are for Jesus, but treating it in man's way, right? Marriage in man's way, as we saw last week. Now, granted, that was expressed by the Pharisees, but it came as a shock to the disciples nonetheless. At every turn, Jesus is causing them to stop and to think, how are they approaching? What are their values? Okay, And to start seeing how he looks at things. How does Jesus define greatness? How does Jesus define marriage and therefore divorce? And here, how does he think of and respond to children? What that leads me to ask is, is our attitude, is my attitude being shaped more by society's standards or by Jesus himself? Okay, society has an opinion about when human life begins. Is that shaping your view of human life? Because I hear a lot of Christians that sound awfully confused about it. Okay, society values relativism, right? Truth is whatever you want it to be. It's only true if you say it is, okay? Listen, it's one thing to believe that the Bible is true for me. It's another thing to believe that the Bible is true absolutely, right? That it applies to all people. But if you adopt society's mentality, you'll never share Jesus with anyone, right? Because I have my truth and they have their truth. You read this as you run into the disciples time and time again. You realize that the mold of the world is much more ingrained in their thinking than we often realize. It's reflected in even how we relate and what we expect from each other, which was why Paul wrote in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to that. But be transformed by the renewing of your minds, your thinking. Okay, And this is a process, right? It doesn't involve... It's not overnight that all of a sudden we change our values, but it does require that we have an active engagement with the things that God says. You've got to be looking to the Word of God to shape your values, your responses to life. So how at odds are the disciples with the Lord here? Well, notice how strongly Jesus responds to them. Verse 14 But when he saw it, he was indignant. In other words, it's not something that Jesus responds casually to. This isn't a a slight correction. Hey, guys, come on, just don't do that. Jesus was indignant. By the way, it's the only occasion where we're ever told of this particular word being used to describe how Jesus felt. Okay, When children are getting cut off from him, this arouses his anger. What does that tell you? Well, it tells you how strong his compassion is for them. That he would be angered and vent it to his men. You say, why? Well, isn't it obvious? God's heart is always for the weak and the vulnerable, for the helpless. And it's not out of character to whom we have seen Jesus to be, is it? By the way, think about it. How many miracles that Jesus has done have involved children? Well, he healed Jairus' daughter, the 12-year-old, the nobleman's son, the Syrophoenician's daughter. Many. 
a lot of times. His heart is drawn to those who are weak and in need. So listen, there is something out of whack with a Christian man or a Christian woman who feels no tenderness or compassion towards children. Something's out of whack. Something's out of line. So he says to them, you let them come to me. Don't hinder them. In other words, get out of the way. Here's why. Because such belongs the kingdom of God. Okay, the disciples, think about it this way. They were barring children from what they needed most. And what was that? Jesus. Let them come to me. Don't hinder them. For to such, he says, belongs the kingdom of God. Okay, Ministry to children, which could be as simple as reading to them, praying with them, or as great as teaching and having programs for them. It's never, whatever it is, it's never a waste of time. Because listen, they are every bit of capable of coming to Jesus as you are. They are their own person. They are individuals and they have souls. Right? They are spiritual beings, same as adults. And truth is, they are models of what it means to come to Jesus. We're going to see that in a minute. Because they come simply trusting. They have nothing to prove. They simply have need. And Jesus is ready to meet it. Okay? Which leads me to the first point from this text. Okay? Number one, it is right to bring children to Jesus. It's right. Why? Because he loves them. That's the fact. He loves them. And because they can receive him. They don't have to reach a certain age to do that. They can receive him. Okay. So how are you doing that? Do you talk with your children or grandchildren about him? Do you pray with him? Do you sing with him? Are you bringing them in some way to him? How could you bring other children to him? You know, we host a, a pretty stellar if I might say, I'm not trying to be boastful, but it's well done. It's done with excellence. Weekly opportunity for kids of this neighborhood to know about Jesus. You know that we do that here? Now it's on hold at present, but Lord willing, it will launch again. Okay, we're, we're praying about our Wednesday night ministry and our Christian education team right now as we wait. Um, I'm just going to tell you this, okay? It's a ministry that touches a lot of kids, right? Those of you who know, you know there's a lot of kids that come through our doors. But this ministry, if we do it, it needs a church that's behind it, a whole church. What it needs most is a church that is unitedly concerned for the souls of these children. You say, well, I don't know. I, I don't do good with kids. You know, I don't have the right personality. Listen, the problem is not that you haven't the right personality, okay? Listen, let me ask you something. Do you have a human personality? Sometimes we act like children are a different species. They're not, right? And you were a kid too once. It doesn't mean you're going to be involved directly necessarily, but you ought to be involved in some way in whatever we're doing to reach kids. The problem is, you and I need to get a little closer to the heart of Christ. And then you'll discover that you can relate to kids. What it really starts with is love. Not the right temperament. Not the right gift. Okay, You start with compassion, and then you see, and it makes 
comes to clarity how you use your gift to serve kids. Okay? The point is, you can be an influence. Okay? But we as a church ought to decide together and therefore commit together. Not just a few of us. As a church, we have to commit together. Is this something we're going to do? Okay. The bottom line is, we ought to be bringing children to Jesus. No question to that. No question, right? That's out of this text. The ministry on Wednesday night is one way we could do that. It's not the only way, right? It's not the only way. Okay. So even if it's not there, you still need to be leading and loving kids to Him. Okay. Start with your own and then start looking around who are the kids around you. Now there's a second point to this text as well, because notice that Jesus continues into verse 15. He says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Okay, there's two things you cannot miss here. Number one, see this? The kingdom can only be received. It can only be received. It cannot be bought. It cannot be earned. Okay? It's not even half-half, right? Where God takes care of part of it and you do the rest. No. What did Jesus also say? He said, fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give. God wants to give you the kingdom. That's Luke 12, 32. God gives it. All you can do is receive it. That's it. It can only be received. And by the way, does God just do this? Because he can, or is there a cost involved? Yes, there is a cost involved, because sin always incurs a payment. It's an infraction. And the only thing that would suffice for a holy God is a righteous offering. So what did God give? Well, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So God, through Christ, paid the price. He paid it in full. So to bring anything in our hands... And our sin-stained hands is an affront to the gracious gift of God. He's giving it to us. You don't come with something. It can only be received. That's the point. Number two, but how is it to be received? Well, notice what Jesus says. It can only be received like a child. Okay? Jesus not only loves children, He loves their faith. In fact, He says their models... Their faith models most vividly how a person must come to God. Notice, this is non-negotiable. Whoever does not receive the kingdom like a child shall not enter it. And the word not is emphatic. Okay, By no means, never will you come in unless you come like a child. So what does that mean, Okay, to receive the kingdom of God like a child? Does it mean you have to have some kind of virtues that we see in children? Like innocence or simplicity or trustfulness. No, not exactly. Because guess what? Not all children are trustful, are they? And they're certainly not innocent. So what does that mean? Well, one thing that's true of every child is this. They're all helpless. They're all dependent. In fact, they receive Jesus just like this. right? Empty-handed. Nothing to bring. All they have is hands to grab hold of. You, and think about it. You can't grab hold of unless your hands are empty, are they? Right. Okay. That's how they come. Hands that need help. As the old hymn puts it, the rock of ages. 
Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to Thee for dress. Helpless look to Thee for grace. This is the only way to receive the kingdom. You can't if your hands are full with what you can do and what you're made of. As I said on Friday, it's only empty hands that can be filled. Right? Only empty hands can be filled. So here's the second point we can conclude from here. Number one, it's right to bring children to Jesus. But number two, it is crucial that we come to Jesus like children. It's crucial that we come to Jesus like children. Now, whoever it was that brought these children to Mark chapter 10, the caretakers, uh, they did so with what hope? What were they hoping that Jesus would do for the kids? Yeah, that he would just bless them, right? Just give him his touch. That they would experience the warmth of his eyes and the tenderness of his compassion. They just wanted their kids to be around him. Did Jesus do that? Yeah, he did that. In fact, he did even more than that. Because notice verse 16. He took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. Point being, when you come to Jesus, He always exceeds your expectations. Okay, think about your life since He has come into it. What did the song say in the beginning? Blessings and 10,000 beside. The Apostle John put it this way. He said, and from Him we have all received grace upon grace. You just think of it. Grace after grace after grace. You see that with Jesus and these kids. He isn't stingy with His grace. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I thank You for how I didn't quite expect as we, even in our Christian education team, were thinking and praying and wondering how You might lead us uh, in how we would serve the children in our own church and the children of this neighborhood. You have given us a unique opportunity, and we've got such a great foundation. And I didn't quite expect that you would speak so soon to that. And I just want to be responsive to you. I want our church to take seriously how much you love children, that we would not be a hindrance to them coming to you. But we do need your leading and your guiding and, and how we how we do that. How do we invest ourselves and how do we come together as a church to make sure that um, we're not burning ourselves out, but together using our gifts to serve this purpose. So, Father, we look to you and continue to ask for your guidance and wisdom in that. Um, Lord, we pray now and we are thankful for the many graces that you give to us, including... Uh, this table that we can come to now. So it's in your name, Lord, that we pray.
This message was brought to you by the Kirkoven Evangelical Free Church of Kirkoven, Minnesota. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please email us at kirkefree at gmail.com. That's K E R K E free at gmail.com. <laughs>